Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's, Let's go! go. Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He is at the helm and behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his heart line. Today is Saturday, November 11th, 2023. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. And you are listening to episode 632. We'll be doing a reading out of Job chapter 32. And a special thank you to all the veterans. Now for the daily disclaimer, please be advised that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer, and I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. Additionally, I have no affiliation with any cults like the Freemasons, status correctors like AVR, David Crooked, Strait and Company, or other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and yes, that 501c3 scumbag organization called Tactical Civics, or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. Additionally, I am not a party to the treasonous reprobates who are struggling to destroy the National Assembly. I do not endorse or advocate for violence, and please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own, unless for educational purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Well, first off, I just want to say that I would like to express my gratitude for the listening audience for joining me on this podcast. Now, roughly about 72% of you who listen to the download of this content um, have yet to subscribe to our channel. And so it is my request to you that if you find this information extremely valuable or take any solid information or positive messages away from this podcast, I would ask that you consider subscribing and sharing this platform with your friends and your family, as well as your colleagues. Because here's the thing, our mission is to share the love and teaching of Jesus Christ. 
while addressing significant topics related to family, true history of our country, and restoring this republic of our great nation. And we encourage you to engage with us by leaving comments in the comment section, maybe subscribing to our social media and sharing our content. And you can find all these resources at our website with hishardline.com. That's www.hishardline.com. And if you wish to support our work and contribute to the growth of this podcast, there is an option for making a gift available on the His Hardline website, which is linked to Give, Send, Go, by the way. Now, your gift can be monetary and or in prayer form. That's right. There is a way that you can be, uh, you can donate by actually submitting a prayer on Give, Send, Go. Because here's the thing. There is a place, like I said, there, there, there's a special place over there to do that. And I know this platform has God's support and I trust him, him you know, trust in him in all matters. And so I just want to say thank you for being a part of this community. And we look forward to your continued support and more importantly, your prayers. Okay. Like I said, money, not really the most important thing for me. But if you choose to, great. But what I ask more than anything is for you to share this platform and to send us your prayers. That is really the biggest thing I do ask from all of you. So anyway, <clears throat> today is just going to be a quick drop because today has been one heck of a day for me. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Satan is hard at work. Now, I was going to do a live, but like I said, I didn't get home till about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes ago. It's been a very long day. My truck broke down just as I was, well, I'll get into that in a second, but let me tell you what. Satan is really trying hard to knock me down. Let me tell you. And by that, I mean, how do I, I'm trying, I'm just trying to think of how I even want to tell you this story. Here's the thing. So. Obviously, you all know I hit a deer with my car earlier in the week, right? Not a big deal, big deal, you know, whatever. Now, here's how my Saturday went from beginning to end. Now, I woke up just fine, right? Now, I've been dealing with a migraine since yesterday, but I woke up. It seemed like it was going away. I made it to work on time. Everything was fine, right? And then when I went to go make coffee with my French press coffee maker that I typically keep in my locker, I found that it was missing. Yeah, it was missing. Somebody went in my locker and grabbed my French press coffee maker, only to see that somebody had used it and done, did, they didn't even clean it, ladies and gentlemen. They didn't even clean it out. They left the coffee grounds in it. They left it sitting out and then basically left it for me to clean so I can make fresh coffee for myself. Now, here's the thing, guys. Like, tell me, is that disrespectful or am I just overreacting? Look, I don't mind if somebody uses my coffee maker. I really don't care, okay? I mean, it's my own personal coffee maker that I personally brought in. But the thing is, nobody asked, and nobody had common decency to, to, to clean it out. I mean, to me, that is a blatant you know, display of disrespect for a coworker and his belongings, if you ask me. That's just me, though. That's just me. And then here's the thing. And, and, and so that just kind of started my day off on a sour mood, right? But I got over it, whatever. Then after an hour into my shift, my migraine proceeded to get worse because that was something, like I said, I've been dealing for the last 36 hours at that point. And I'm sure the coffee did nothing to help. 
And so, you know, when you think it didn't get any worse, then I realized that my dispatch who situates all of our work screws up my work and causes me to double back and backtrack my runs because they don't know how to read basic numbers off of a computer. So basically what happened was I had to load my trailer and it was, we, we call it a split load. Okay. We call it a split load. So the split load means you have two gas stations you're delivering at. So I had to bring 8,000 gallons of gas to one and 5,400 gallons of gas to another. So I go to deliver the one that, you know, deliver, you know, that I needed to drop the most at because of how I loaded it. Cause I have five compartments on my trailer. So I did that one first. Then I go to the last station and I go grab, cause every time when we go to a station, we drop our gas, we have to go in the back room. There's a machine called a Vita root machine and I have to hit print so I can get a reading of what's in the ground. So I'm not overfilling it by state law. Cause if I go over 95% capacity, I'm technically breaking an EPA law, technically more of a regulation, but whatever. But anyway, so I, I printed it out. Now keep in mind, I have 5,400 gallons of gas that needs to go in the ground. My receipt that I printed out showed it only had room for 4,200. I'm like, okay. Somebody doesn't know how to read numbers because they read the wrong number. See the number that they, I think they were reading is what the, you know, what the tank could be filled up at considering if it was filled up at a hundred percent. Again, we don't do that because company policy is we don't go over 90%, but you know, the law per the EPA, I guess I should say, we don't go over 95%. Well, I call my dispatch. I'm like, Hey, this ain't going to fit brother. I'm like, we need to find a new home for this. Unless you want me to drop 4,000 gallons here and take the remaining 1400 somewhere else. He's like, yeah, well, what's in the ground. So I read off the numbers. <clears throat> he was like, so the nineties, 4,200, he goes, you can't fit that 1400, you know, the rest of that, you know, and go, you know, and stay under the 95. I said, do you have a calculator on hand? Why don't you do the math? I said, that is going to go way over 95% by a lot. I said the hundred percent shows that it will only squeeze 5,300 and, you know, 5,386, whatever. It was just barely under 5,400. He's like, so can you fit it? I'm like, no, I'm not going to fit it. I'm like, dude, I'm going to break laws here. I'm like, are you like, you stupid? Couldn't believe it. I mean, so this is what I was, this is what I had to deal with. So I had to backtrack and go take the remaining 1400 gallons back to the first gas station that I was at. So I just wasted a whole ton of time. And then I get to the end of my day with my ethanol. I'm thinking, all right, almost done with my shift, ready to go home, going to enjoy my family. I get out before I rolled into the rack to offload the ethanol. We have to do a thing called thumping your tires. So we had to thump my tires and check for hot brakes. The minute I opened my door and climbed out, all of a sudden I hear just fluid running everywhere underneath my truck. And I'm like, oh no, coolant was everywhere. My, my, my coolant, my antifreeze everywhere, just going everywhere. The whole thing drained out. So I pulled the truck into the rack because they have, you know, controlled drainage. So we'll let it drain the rest of the way in there. And, uh, yeah. 
that has been my day. Then I had to, you know, work and coordinate with the, you know, the terminal manager as well as my manager and figure out, okay, who are we going to have come out? Because, you know, Sitco is very particular. They don't like, you know, if you have a truck that breaks down on their property, you're not allowed to even open up the hood to even see what's going on, much less do any work on the property, on the truck. You know, I mean, they're very, very particular. They're very, very fussy. And quite frankly, it's kind of annoying and hard to work around. But the only thing they'll allow is a wrecker to come in and pull the truck out. Well, fortunately, I had the truck positioned in such a way that I could actually offload my truck. So it was empty. And then I had to let the, you know, the, the, the wrecking guy, you know, come in with his truck and hook up. And that was a long process. And anyways, when I thought it was going to be a 12 hour day, it ended up turning to be about 14. Yeah. So that was, that was my day to day. But I will say this, I will say this, this, this day kind of serves as a vivid reminder like I was talking about the other day, how we have external challenges, right? External exterior resistance, right? We talked about this just the other day, how we have these setbacks, right? They're they're inevitable. They're always going to happen. You're not going to escape it, ladies and gentlemen, right? But however, the key lies in our response to them, right? Again, life is 20% what happens to you and 80% how you react to it. And despite facing a series of frustrating events, like it seems like I've been dealing with, You know, the underlying message here is about maintaining a positive attitude amid adversity, right? Just like Job, like we've been reading with Job. And it's important that we not allow our external resistance to dictate our mood or outlook. And we empower ourselves by doing that to navigate through these difficulties with a lot of resilience, right? It's it's basically a call to focus on the aspects within our control, right? Such as our reactions rather than letting external factors determine the overall quality of our day. See, life's unpredictability is a constant, but uh, you know, our, our response to it can shape our experience in a more positive light. So I just felt the need to really share that with you because I know there's a lot of people that are dealing with, you know, a lot of issues, you know, they're dealing with a lot of, you know, challenges and setbacks. I get it. You know, I'm not even sure if I'm able to get my car fixed because for all I know, I might have to go car shopping now, which I'm really not looking forward to because if the repairs are more than what the car is worth, then they're going to have to cut me a check for the car. It's just, you know, I just don't really feel like dealing with this inconvenience, but you know, I got to deal with it. No big deal. It is what it is. So anyways, all that said, I want to say happy Veterans Day to all the veterans. I want to begin by expressing our heartfelt gratitude and extending a special thank you to all the honorable men and women who served in uniform for this great country that we call these United States of America. I want to say thank you for your willingness to write a blank check in the form of time and commitment for the service that you provided to our great nation. And we also want to recognize and appreciate the sacrifice of time spent away from family, from your home and everything that was familiar to you. And in some cases, you know, this this sacrifice took you to lands that are unfamiliar to you. And in some instances were extremely hostile to you where you may have faced extreme hatred. And let's quite be frank, you know, let's be frank, near death instances. Your commitment, veteran regardless of the challenges, is deeply valued. You need to know that. And to those who have seen war, engaged in gunfights, and witnessed the loss of fellow service members right before them in the middle of battle, we extend our thoughts and prayers to you. 
We pray for your mind. We pray for your heart and your soul. And quite frankly, we pray for your overall healing to overcome the trauma that you may have experienced. I'm here to tell you that there are civilians out here like myself who, despite not being military veterans ourselves, do our best to understand the magnitude of what you've gone through. And I want you to know that there is a good portion of us out here that are awakened to the realities that are happening within our nation and around the world. And we take time to research and we take time to look up military codes and law and the laws of war manual, you know, try to do our best to decipher what is real amidst the deception in this world that, you know, is being portrayed out there in the fake news and some of these fake truthers that are out here, right? Pretending that they know stuff, pretending that they're dropping intel. See, living in a world that sometimes feels like a circus, I want you to know that we, the people, remain vigilant against being deceived by bad actors. And you, dear veteran, as defenders of the oath to the Constitution, I want you to know how much of a crucial role you play in protecting against enemies, both foreign and domestic. Because in this current time, as you already well know, we face formidable enemies on both fronts, and we appreciate your unwavering commitment to upholding that oath. Now, whether if you're in uniform or decommissioned, every minute of your life, both in and out of the uniform, is acknowledged and appreciated. And I want you to know and recognize that we, the people in this country, will always remember and honor your service. And to the great American soldier, the Marine, the sailor, the airman and woman, the Coast Guardsmen, SEALs, Rangers, Green Berets, PJs, and Reservists, I want to express my deepest gratitude for your outstanding service. And may God bless you and your families, and may you find a life of peace. Now, I want to play a couple audio pieces real quick before we get into the reading of Job chapter 32, and then we're going to close it out in prayer. Give this a listen to. Uh, regarding the trafficking ring, speaking about bad guys here domestically. Get a listen to this audio. Cut one. Earlier today, three individuals were arrested and charged in federal court with operating a sophisticated high-end brothels in Cambridge, in Watertown, and in eastern Virginia. These establishments were allegedly promoted through two different websites, bostontop10.com and browneyesgirlsva.blog. The three individuals behind these websites facilitated the movement of predominantly Asian women across the United States for sex trafficking and sexual, a commercial sex ring, exploiting them in the process. This commercial sex ring was built on secrecy and exclusivity catering to a wealthy and well-connected clientele and business was booming until today it's alleged that the prospective sex buyers in this scheme first had to respond to a survey and provide information online including their driver's license photos their employer information credit card information and they often paid a monthly fee to be part of this illicit club wow the affidavit that's unsealed in court today alleges that once the buyers were verified they were then texted and allowed to place orders for, with commercial sex workers. They would choose the duration of the encounter they wanted, the types of services they wanted, and they also would receive a menu of different options and different women that they could purchase. 
Sometimes at rates between $350 and $600 an hour. The menu included photographs of the various women who were available that day. That is just absolutely sick. That is just absolutely sick. A menu for women and probably children, too. This is absolutely disgusting. And this is the type of domestic enemy and foreign enemy that I know that our veterans are working very hard to clean up around the world because this is the mission that I know Trump would not rest easy on until every last human trafficker on earth is brought down and sent to hell and every last victim rescued. Now, this next audio, I'm pretty sure is dubbed over from an original episode of The View who had Hillary Clinton on, okay, uh, regarding the 2024 election. Now, I don't watch The View, so I don't know if this is real or not. I have a funny feeling this was dubbed in by somebody who's really good at video editing. But either way, this is pretty funny. Listen to this. I'm curious if there was a disconnect between perhaps the brand of the Democratic Party and President Biden. And I think one thing you and I agree on is Donald Trump is an existential threat to this country. Alicia, mm -hmm. you're using the word existential threat in front of Hillary Clinton, who literally made up a fake dossier to remove a sitting president from office. And I also <laughs> find it interesting that I'm not suicidal, by the way, but I also find it interesting. I'm not suicidal, by the way. Friend, Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein and his clients who ran an underage sex trafficking ring were never called an existential threat. I wonder if that's because Bill Clinton took 26 trips on Epstein's private jet and uh -oh. visited his underage sex island. So let's talk about that. Then we can maybe talk about why the client list was never made public. Uh, <laughs> that was epic. I'm pretty certain that was dumped over. But you know what? If that was real, that would have been great. That would have been absolutely great. Um, let me think here. Is there anything else I want to play here? Let's see. I, I got one more audio here. I can't remember what this one was. Let's just give it a listen. We'll, we'll be surprised together. I will turn over my yield my time to you. And frankly, oh, that's right. This is a debate for, I guess, the presidential election that took place on CNBC. This is great, too. Look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats and we've got Kristen Welker here. Do you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramos, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why are you? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Tearing into these freaking liberals over there in NBC. I'm glad. Good. Absolutely good. Look, I don't even pay attention to these clown shows anymore, but I tell you what, that was damn funny. I don't care who you are. That was damn funny. Now, here's something else that my wife saw on Fox News yesterday or the day before. Maybe it was yesterday. So there is a Fox News article that says solar superstorm could wipe out the Internet for weeks or months, scientists say. Ah, okay. So wipe out the Internet for weeks or months. I would say that's a preload and excuse to shut down communications with what is coming. It seems to me that they are letting us know in advance, hey, 
you might want to prepare. Um, Destry, when I was sharing this story with him, he says, uh, requisition number 20 comes to mind. All right, we're going to leave it right there. So now let's get into the reading of Job chapter 32 real quick. All right, let me scroll down, scroll down. Okay. Reading out of the 1899 uh, Dewey Rames American Bible, okay, chapter 32, starting with verse 1. So these three men ceased to answer Job because he seemed just to himself. And Eliu, the son of Barachal and Buzite of the kindred of Ram, was angry and was moved to indignation. Now he was angry against Job because he said that he was just before God. And he was angry with his friends because they had not found a reasonable answer, but only had condemned Job. So Eliu waited until while Job was speaking, because they were his elders that were speaking. But when he saw that the three were not able to answer, he was exceedingly angry. Then Eliu, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, the son of Berachel, the Buzite, answered and said, I am younger in days and you are more ancient. Therefore, hanging down my head, I was afraid to show you my opinion. For I hoped that greater age would speak and that a multitude of years would teach wisdom. But as I see, there is a spirit in men and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth understanding. They that are aged are not the wise men, neither do the ancients understand judgment. Therefore, I will speak. Hearken to me, I also will show you my wisdom, for I have waited for your words. I have given ear to your wisdom as long as you were disputing in words. And as long as I thought you said something, I considered. But as I see, there is none of you that can convince Job and answer his words, lest you should say, we have found wisdom. God has cast him down, not man. He has spoken nothing to me, and I will not answer him according to your words. And they were afraid and answered no more, and they left off speaking. Therefore, because I have waited and they have not spoken, they stood and answered no more. I also will answer my part and will show my knowledge, for I am full of matter to speak of, and the spirit of my bowels straightened me. Behold, my belly is as new wine, which worn, uh, which went wantonth vent which birth bursteth the new vessels i will speak and take breath a little i will open my lips and will answer i will not accept the person of man and i will not level god with man for i know not how long i shall continue and whether after a while my maker may take me away and that is the reading of job chapter 32 verses 1 through 32 all right so Job, a man of great integrity and faith, found himself in the middle of a very, obviously, immense suffering and hardship. And his friends, in their attempts to console him, they couldn't even provide answers that he was looking for, right? And then a young man by the name of Eliu stepped forward, and he reminded us that wisdom often comes from unexpected sources. See, Eliu's lesson is simple but powerful and profound, quite frankly. Because wisdom doesn't care about your age or where, you know, you come from. It's something that's inside of us, right? Waiting to be discovered and shared. And we need to drop the idea that only older people have wisdom. See, wisdom can come from anyone, young or old, right? And we should be open to learning from everyone. Aliyu also reminds us to be open to spiritual inspiration because sometimes our deepest understanding comes from something beyond ourselves, much maybe kind of like from God. 
So in our search for knowledge, we need to keep our minds open, be ready to learn from anyone, and be open to the idea that wisdom can come from places we least expect, even someone much younger than you, someone much less experienced than you. See, in our fast-paced world, we often look to our elders for advice because they've been through a lot, right? It's no, it's, 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 you know, no secret. They've clearly gone through a lot. They have a lot of experience. We respect the traditions that they pass down to us, right? We, we, we respect every ounce of their being. And this is important because it connects us to our history and helps us learn from the past, right? This is why our elders are considered the wisdom class. But here's the thing. See, our world is always changing. New problems and questions keep coming up. These challenges need fresh ideas, new ways of thinking, a fresh perspective, right? And that's where young people can come in and be of value. See, young people today have grown up in a different world. They're used to smartphones, they're used to social media and other things that might be new to the older generations. And I'm not saying that there isn't your, your, your occasional 80-year-olds that are actually more advanced than some 20-year-olds. That does exist. But this doesn't mean that we should forget that the wisdom of the past, you know, it means that we should listen to the wisdom of the older generations and also pay attention to what young people also have to say. See, by combining the knowledge of the past with the energy and creativity of the present, I think we can actually solve a lot of problems. Really. And by solving those problems would actually make our world better. See, it's like in the assembly. It's I always say it's not about who's right. It's about working together, learning from each other. So let's keep the best of our traditions and also be open to new ideas. This way we can build a better future, not just for ourselves, but everyone. See, Aliyu's willingness to speak his truth, to share his wisdom without prejudice or bias is a reminder that we should do the same ourselves, right? And we must listen to one another with an open heart, open minds, recognizing that, hey, understanding often comes from unexpected sources. We, sh we, we need to recognize that. And so in a world where we sometimes rush to judgment or cling to, you know, preconceived notions, you know, we should be open to the possibility that our understanding, our own understanding is limited. And we must be humble enough to admit that we may not have all the answers and God's plan is way beyond our comprehension. But see, are you humble enough to accept that fact of life or is your ego and pride standing in your way? See, I'm just going to sit here and say, let us be inspired to listen, right? To learn, to acknowledge that wisdom like a Leo may be waiting to emerge from the most unexpected places. And sometimes the most narrow and seemingly shallow of rivers can actually often run deeper than we even think. So let's strive to be channels of wisdom. Let's be ready to be inspired by something greater than ourselves, right? In our journey through life, let's take a page from Job's book. He faced immense challenges, but maintained both humility and faith, believing that there is a larger mysterious purpose at play, even if we can't fully grasp it. And so in our day-to-day -day lives, this means approaching problems and obstacles with a dose of humility. See, we don't have to have all the answers or understanding of everything. Okay. We just don't have to. And sometimes life's purposes, you know, or I should say life's purpose isn't crystal clear to us and that's okay. But by staying humble, we can accept that there are always, you know, that we are always learning and growing. And at the same time, Keeping faith in something bigger can provide comfort and guidance, and it's a reminder that there is more to life 
than what we see on the surface. Even in difficult times, we need to trust that there's a greater plan, at, at, you know, a bigger picture at play here, and that our challenge might be part of something that we can't quite fathom. So let's be open to wisdom and inspiration, maintaining humility in our journey, and keep faith in the presence of something greater. This way we can navigate life's uncertainties with a sense of purpose and hope. And like I said, you could just think of wisdom like a timeless treasure that's always there for us to discover and share. Whether if it's an ancient proverb or a modern insight, it all contributes to our understanding of life. So in our modern lives, let's remain curious, always on the lookout for wisdom, and let's make sure to share what we find. This continuous quest and the generosity of sharing are, are what will light our path as we journey through life. And with that, I say, let's pray. Heavenly Father, in this ever-changing world, we come before you with humility and gratitude, and we recognize the importance of both age-old wisdom and fresh insights, and we seek the balance between the two. We ask that you help us be vessels of wisdom open to the inspiration that flows from your boundless source. Grant us the wisdom to understand that true knowledge knows no time limits. It is an eternal stream, and it is our willingness to seek and share it that guides us on our journey. As we navigate the challenges of our lives, may we remember the lessons of Job, who in his humility and faith found strength even in the face of the unknown. Help us to approach life's uncertainties with a sense of purpose, trusting that there is a greater plan beyond our understanding. And in this quest for wisdom and purpose, may we be open to the lessons of the past and the insights of the present and let our hearts remain receptive and our minds curious so that we can learn from every source and age. May we pray for the wisdom to know that there is always more to learn and the faith to believe that every challenge holds a deeper purpose. And may we never cease in our journey towards greater understanding. And may we generously, generously share the wisdom that we find with others. In your holy son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that is all I have for you for the day. Again, on this November 11th, 2023, again, a special happy Veterans Day to all you awesome service members out there who serve this great country effortlessly and self selflessly. You, you, you men and women rock. You guys are awesome. And let me tell you something. We, the people, will not disappoint you when I say we will get our republic restored by the reassembly of our states. We will not let you down because we know the military is waiting on we, the people, to get our act together and to do the people's work. With that, I say, remember, Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Matthew 7, 7. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, and we will be back here tomorrow, hopefully with a live. God bless. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it. We gotta do this for God. We gotta do this for our families. We gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.